What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lillian Harshaw. On today's show, I actually have a reoccurring guest. He has just completed his book, and it is now published, and I'm so excited for him. He's a visionary and now a published author. It gives me great honor to introduce to you, Stefano Damasi. You've been very busy since the last time you've been on the show, so I'm going to just dive on in, okay? Absolutely. I'm glad to be here, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you have you back on here. I said I was going to have you back. So um, you've got your book published, which is exciting news. Remind everybody the title of the book, just in case they missed that episode. Absolutely. The title is The Ethereal Road. A solitary tale. And I, you know, I stress the solitary tale because it's kind of playing with words, right? It is a, a, a soulful book uh, aimed at uh, provide spiritual empowerment to those who read it. Can you give us a little bit more detail what's the book about? Absolutely. So this is a gentleman, you know, that is an accomplished gentleman. He's a financial advisor and he has a perfect life. And uh, at some point, he goes to the hospital for a test and realizes that there might be a possible terminal illness uh, that is, uh, you know, hovering around him. So uh, under pressure, he's, he's urged to reconsider his beliefs. And, uh, and now he's forced also to reconcile his uh, uh, disturbing past with the man he has become. So... He starts to be a little bit uh, uh, scared and he's fearful, actually, that his day of reckoning might be near. So he fights to change his destiny and eventually save his soul. I would define this as a very thought-provoking um, uh, story. Is a, a inspired by a true story, as a matter of fact. It is fictional, entirely fictional. But being set between Tuscany and Chicago, it is a blend of uh, literary fiction and magical realism. It looks really at, uh, at uh, it has a unique look at the, in a modern way at uh, spiritual empowerment. It deals with the human condition, deals with the dilemmas afflicting human condition, but mostly it's about spirituality. It's about finding the right balance and the right uh, spirituality within ourselves. What was your driving force to write this story? Oh, well, I have a couple of uh, ways to describe that. One is, well, I keep telling stories to my wife. She never listens to me. So I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book. <laughs> so, so she's going to have to listen. Well, actually, there are uh, many notions that have been uh, buried um, in, my, in my mind and in my soul for a very long time. Our relationship with God if any, right? Uh, whether God exists or not, uh, what is our place in the universe? So what type of uh, uh, reality really pertains to us as entities? Are we uh, uh, incarnated spiritual beings? Are we beings of light? Uh, where do we belong in reality? Uh, there must be more to what we can see, right? And so, I always had this conviction and I tried to translate that into a literary fiction story so that to articulate that eventually um, what we are looking for is 
to some extent already residing within ourselves. And we ought to be able to eliminate the noise, eliminate the excess fog uh, to our eyes that is, you know, clogging our eyes and our breathing and be able to express that uh, inner force to be our real selves. Now, what would you categorize your book as? Is it science fiction? Is it religious? Is it spiritual? Is it... uh a combination of the, the all the different genres that are out there? That's a great question. I've been trying to do that myself for a very long time. <laughs> for a very long time. Well, according to the standards of the literary industry, it would fall into the uh, literary fiction and, and uh, magical realism. So there is an undertone of magical in it, of, uh, of uh, um, science fiction in it, but it's mostly dealing with the spiritual theme. Uh, there is religion in it, but to the extent of being a, a factor, an element of discussion, an element of uh, uh, debate. Uh, there is theology in it, there is philosophy in it, but at the end of the day, the man is in it. Uh, the human being with his or her dilemmas, uncertainties, doubts, desires, and fears. So it is an introspective journey that I believe a lot of people can relate to because it deals with uh, the day-to-day questions that we all have. Uh, who are we? Are we deserving of, uh, of being saved? Uh, are we good people? Are we bad people? Now, what was your biggest challenge in writing this book? My biggest challenge, I think... Frankly, I think writing itself is a very nice uh, thing to do. It's very um, entertaining, is relaxing, is pleasant. And I think writing is easy to some extent. The difficult part is writing well, right? <laughs> Probably the most difficult uh, experience and challenge was uh, all the chiseling out that you need to do, all the editing, uh, editing the same uh, words, multiple times, uh, hundreds of times, to make sure they really sound right, to make sure that they convey exactly what you want, and to make sure that they not only convey what you want, but they also offer the experience of transformation and realization to the reader. So the editing part is probably the least appealing, but is possibly the most important part of the, of the whole story. Okay. Now you had to stop writing for a while. Why was that? Oh yeah. Well, uh, I actually, you know, this is writing is a passion. I would like it to be my main uh, job, my main occupation, but that's not the case. So I have a full-time job <laughs> that mm -hmm. uh, sent me all the way across the world. I went to China for um, a little over a year. Oh wow. And, and yeah, and it was a very 20-hour-day uh, type of uh, experience uh, from the work perspective. So writing, although it's fun, was not my priority. I had my family there uh, with me, my son, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of things to take care of. So I had to stop for a little bit. Okay. So what made you decide to do uh, self-publishing? Well, uh, that's been a, a debate I had with myself for quite a long time, I have touched upon the world of uh, agencies, literary agencies, and I reached out 
several agents throughout the last few years. And so I heard that uh, thousands like me do every day. Uh, it is a challenging part, though, to be um, to have this airtime with the agents. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a it's a very challenging industry with a lot of competition and a lot of material out there. A lot of people who are authoring excellent books, but they struggle in finding good representation. And right. I would say that probably the genre that I I, I try to you know uh, follow because of my in instinct because of what I like to do is possibly not the most commercial one. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of men's books are very popular and they just, you know, sell very easily. Uh, and so are the science fiction and fantasy types of books are really what typically people read. And so once we propose uh, the idea of a philosophical, spiritual type of book, sometimes is not probably the best choice for an agent. You know, agents are looking for things that sell and that's uh, because that's what they make, you know, they do for a living. So they want to make sure they, they invest their time properly. Right. So what advice would you give another um, wannabe author who is feels like they've, you know, hit that plateau where it's not going anywhere. Their book's not getting either completed or no one wants to, you know, sign them on. What advice would you give them? Oh, it's a great question. You know, uh, I would definitely give my own perspective, but uh, I always believe that uh, uh, the best uh, uh, answer resides within oneself. Uh, and so everybody has to find their own. But in terms of advice, uh, I would look at options. You know, if the interest is uh, writing to uh, sell, uh, to do, to have this, the next Harry Potter, for example, it is challenging to do, but uh, if that's the goal, then one had to invest in that by producing a story that works. If instead writing is uh, something that you do because you want to change the world and change conscience and uh, affect people's lives so that they walk away with something deep within mm -hmm. themselves, that's probably, uh, you, you could also explore um, self-publishing, which is what I did. There are several platforms that allow you to do that at no cost or very little cost. And, and so the good side of it is that in terms of royalty, and you, you tend to retain uh, a good percentage vis-a-vis uh, -vis what would happen when you actually sign up an agent because they typically get 15%. And uh, uh, the, usually the publisher takes most of it and they typically give you a very small uh, one-digit percentage of the sales. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you know, your, your artistic uh, intellectual property, let's call it this way, you know, is a little bit lost in the shuffle and you're not probably rewarded that unless you are a famous writer right right and it takes a long time to become one and uh maybe you'll never be one <laughs> right very difficult industry to be in yes it is yes it is now what did you learn about yourself while you were writing oh uh, patience i think uh i think a lot of people struggle with that you know um 
but you have to do the same things over and over multiple times and you have to maintain focus and concentration on it. Uh, and I'm referring to the process of editing. Uh, I typically like to get something done and move on, but uh, this is not the case, especially when you're trying to deliver a literary uh, uh, you know, opera that has some uh, impact. And so every single word that you choose uh, to convey a meaning or an emotion uh, has to be weighed uh, multiple times because um, the English language is beautiful and it's rich. And there are so many ways of saying something, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a lot of work and you have to be patient. Did you see yourself in the main character? Uh, not really. Well, did the, the character emerge uh, with some traits that are tied to personal experience of mine? Probably, yes. But the character is a combination of uh, snapshots, elements that I have captured by observing other people. Uh, so there, while there are some things that I agree with, uh, if I were speaking with the character across the table right now, some things I don't, and they're not pertaining to my worldview. Uh, but they are you know, in effect, uh, elements that uh, I, I have felt or experienced to some extent, yes. Okay. Now, you just brought up the part of uh, you were talking to your character. Now, is that part of your character development? Like, more or less, like, if this person was sitting in front of me, what would they be saying to me? What, what kind of conversation would we be having? Absolutely. Yeah, I had a fortune to interact with uh, other authors in the past, you know, going to workshops, trying to hone on your crafts, you know, you try to understand how are other people uh, doing that. And everybody has different methods, right? But mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I learned from other people is that you have to have a clear uh, character in mind uh, when you are developing it. And that means this, you know, third party, this external entity must exist and uh, you have to be able to imagine it, how that person, that woman or that man is going to act or behave based on determine, determined situations and uh, be able to express, express it through the, uh, through the writing, right? Typically right. it's not something you would describe, but it's something that people would infer from the actions uh, of the authors as the of the characters, as uh, you know, problems evolve, and what do we do about it? Uh, how do they react to a specific situation? So, based on that reaction, the reader infers uh, the character development, right? And ironically, sometimes not everyone perceives the same. You know, a character kind of feels or looks in a certain way, but when you ask somebody else, well, you know, I had somebody else, something else in mind. And when I was thinking about that character because of X, X Y, Z, right? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting mm -hmm. how we also perceive uh, in different ways because we have our own set of eyes and ears and uh, perceptions. So um, I found it very fascinating that we're not looking at the same thing, even though it is the same thing when you look at it. <laughs> right. Well, I'm excited for you because I know this has been a long time coming from when we first met. Um, it's been, what, two years now? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? 
<laughs> yeah, time is flying by. So I, cause you know, we connected, you know, pretty quickly because we both have that similar struggle trying to explain our book to people. And so, <laughs> uh, I, I'm so happy for you. I really am. You've came a long way. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. I mean, how about you? What, what about, uh, the material you're working on? Uh, the book kind of been placed on hold because of the podcast. The podcast took over. I see, I see. Yeah, so hopefully, well, I know I'm going to complete the book. I know the book's going to get done. It's just a question of when. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, when you had to take a break because you had to work, well, this has turned into my job. <laughs> so, um, and it's, yeah, it's been a, but it's been a fulfilling job and I, and, and, and it's, you know, I get to talk to a lot of great people like yourself. So I, I love it. I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Uh, thank you for saying that. But also when you talked about uh, the time factor, mm -hmm. I, I can definitely offer a perspective there because it is part of the book itself that uh, uh, when we talk about spirituality, time and space are really not taken into account. They don't exist. Mm -hmm. They're factual elements that don't belong in spirituality and uh, um, it's interesting that when you look at what a person can develop or can become cannot be tied to a calendar uh, he will or she will become whoever they're supposed to become in due time to reuse the time factor but uh, uh, when you look at the time in a, in a, as a continuum, as a paved line of light, uh, you know, the units of measure that we know and we're accustomed to uh, take into account in our physical life do not apply there. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is there is a multidimensional uh, reality or realm that we belong to as, as spiritual beings and we're not confined by time and space in that uh, particular uh, context. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because time means nothing to God, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you're exactly right. So what's next for you? Well, you know that, uh, as you can tell, um, my native language is Italian, right? I'm yes. not telling you something I don't have. <laughs> Love it. So as I publish this, um, English version of, of, of my book, I, I actually I actually received a lot of people, former friends and relatives. Uh, when I say former friends, I mean current friends, but former when I was living in Italy, who asked me to, you know, they to have the Italian version so that they can read it as well. And I frankly, I never thought about that until until then when they asked me. So I thought that uh, you know, since the self-publishing option is quite uh, inexpensive and allows you to market uh, your uh, um, your books pretty much in any market where Amazon.com allows and, and, and produces and sells and delivers. Uh, I, I'm working on an Italian version right now. So I have uh, translated uh, a good part of the book, mm -hmm. Italian. And of course, I'm working through the challenge of uh, revisiting uh, the story itself, because from a grammar perspective, from a syntax, 
the, the keyboard itself is a challenge. <laughs> right. And I'm putting it all together and ready to publish it in, for the Italian market, for Italian readers. And uh, I'm also uh, talking with uh, friends who are uh, Spanish speakers, and uh, we are exploring the opportunity to translate that into Spanish as well for the uh, Spanish-speaking countries such as Mexico, Latin America, and Spain itself. And so uh, it's, a, it's a nice adventure. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm reconnecting with a lot of people all over the world, and they are passionate about what I write about because they see that the topic resonates with them uh, since we're all human beings in search of answers. Mm -hmm. and I think what I shared uh, with my book is a perspective that uh, creates some, uh, some thoughts, some food for thoughts. So a lot of people like that. Yes. Good, fruitful, healthy thoughts. Yes. Absolutely. Always positive. Yes. Because uh, you are such a positive person. <laughs> uh, that's another reason why we connected the way we did. So how can people contact you? Yes, of course. Uh, so I have a, um, a Twitter uh, account. And uh, should I spell it? Uh, you know, it basically is, is an Italian word. Uh, and uh, it sounds like Lucesia, L-U-C-E-S-I-A 99. Lucesia 99. Okay. And basically what it means is let there be light. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And so they can find me on Twitter and they can find me. Uh, I have also a website. I have a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, but typically, I, will, I just, just created, frankly, a, a new Facebook page uh, under my name as an author and novelist. And I started some promotions just a few days ago. So they can also look me up on Facebook uh, under my first and last name. Awesome. And where can they find the book? The book can be found on Amazon.com. And okay. it's available as a paperback. Paperback. So uh, if you like to have uh, you know, uh, the actual physical paper to read, which is what I prefer, frankly. Or if you, if you have Kindle, you can download it. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can actually download it for free. Since you've been on my show before, I asked you this question. So you might have a different answer. And then again, you may not. But I'm going to ask you anyway. You ready? Go for it. Okay. If you could have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be and why? Oh, I think I uh, remember this question. And I'm going to give you the same answer I gave you last time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, I would like to have the national anthem, the U.S. national anthem. In play. Okay. I think, uh, particularly now, particularly now. Yes. In this moment of uh, great doubt and uncertainty and spiritual crisis, I believe. Well, there is a continuous uh, tension and friction among different people, good people, who are stirred by, uh, let's say, uh, twisted realities. Uh, the sense that the national anthem gives to me is a sense of unity of one people uh, that believe in equality, that believe in a, you know a brotherhood, harmony, and peace, and opportunities for everyone. And so that is why I signed up to become an American citizen years and years and years ago, 
because those are the, the, the values I believe. And so I still get emotional when I hear it because uh, I strongly believe in the idea of the American dream. And I am uh, sincerely a little, uh, more than a little disappointed on how things are evolving lately uh, because the values that the, you know this country has been fighting for, that hundreds of thousands of people have been fighting for, are now being uh, respected. And mm -hmm. um, that I think a lot of people, the forefathers, like, like you know, we typically say, would not be very happy to see this, the state of the nation as it is today. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It, 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 it breaks your heart. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I cannot thank you enough for coming back on my show. You are such a joy. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you, Stefano, for being on my show again. I'm so excited and so happy for you. You just show that if you are determined, you can and will make your dreams come true. And if you would like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. Season three is officially a wrap. We are going into season four, y'all. So subscribe, hit that button, and let's get into it. And as always, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl.